Hello, and welcome to another episode of Chats with Chelsea. Y'all, y'all already see who's sitting next to me. Really, she doesn't need an introduction. But for those of you who may be somewhere in Australia or New Zealand <laughs> who needs a, a small introduction, I am so thrilled to have Kelly Lemon with me. She is a radio host for Kiss FM and iPower Radio. Uh, she has her own podcast, Coffee with Strangers, so go check that out. And here in Richmond, she is known as Kelly Kell. She is a social entrepreneur, and she's truly living that out in everything she does. So Chats with Chelsea community, help me in welcoming Kelly Lemon to the show. Oh, thanks, Chelsea. Kelly! <laughs> Thank you. You're here, sitting in my studio. I know, I know. This, is, this is beautiful, too. Beautiful, you know. I'm not used to all of this. <laughs> I'm not used to all of this, yeah. Well, let's, let's just dive in, Kelly. Okay. First off, I want to say thank you for what you do here in Richmond. Thank you. Um, there have been some previous podcasts, people sitting right there in that seat, and your name has come up sitting oh, right man. here talking about diversity, inclusion, mm. um, talking about events, and what Richmond is becoming. Yeah. And thankfully, I've had the opportunity to be in your presence a few times and really have the opportunity to know that what you are doing, you're doing because you believe in this community. So thank you. Thank you. I thank you. I'm, I'm, I still consider myself a newbie, even though I've been here for three years. Yeah. But I, I, it's so much to Richmond, mm -hmm. to the history, to where we're going and where you're helping take such a huge part of the community and educating them. And so in that you're dubbed as a social entrepreneur. Yeah. So when I first said social entrepreneur, I literally took the two words and meant it literally. I wanted things that were happening socially, meaning, you know, what you were doing outside of your work, or how you were having fun oh, to pay me. You know, to make a career or make sure that what I was doing was fun and that it was paying me as well. And I could make a career out of that. Well, what I was finding was that that word was being connected a lot with social justice. Mm. Um, and so I almost kind of would rather that be with that, you know, um, <laughs> and, you know, maybe come up with another creative way of saying what I do. But it's, it's, it's really just letting the passionate things that I love, that I enjoy you know, give me a paycheck. Um, and it's, it's, it's worked from food, sports, arts, and, and education. I just think that those four things, you can find a common bond in people yeah. and you can talk to people or you can do something social with it um, and, and make people connect in a weird way. So you've helped us understand how you define social entrepreneur. Yeah. When did you decide that you wanted to be a social entrepreneur, when you wanted to focus on food, sports, arts, and education? When um, I realized that there was a possibility that I could kind of create my own way for myself, like, like almost present my own path and what I wanted to do. When you wake up in the morning and you're like, ah, I got to go to work. Like that is the worst feeling ever. And so now I wake up like, ah, Urban Hanks might run out of coffee today and I don't go do this. Or, ah, oh, who am I talking to on Coffee with Strangers? And, oh, Stone Soul is coming up this weekend. You know, have I gotten everything straight, you know, for that? So um, it, it, it's not work because those things are going to be me in the community 
community, um, you know, entertaining or just, you know, bringing a different part of Richmond to somebody that might not have ever experienced it. Yeah. So have you always, you know, some people say they had the entrepreneurial bug since they were a kid. Was that you? I don't think so. I think that I came from that good black family that said that you, you know, <laughs> you get that good job. But first of all, you go to college. That's right. Like, that's number one. <laughs> then you get that good job. And when I told my parents, and I think I had just gotten out of UVA, that I wanted to own a bar. And... They were, I mean, they, the, the look on their face of disgust and you have two degrees and one of them is from the University of Virginia. What do you mean you want to open up a bar? It literally took them about 15 years into watching me in the hospitality area for them to get it. They heard bar. They didn't hear hospitality. They didn't hear, you know, catering and cocktails and, you know, the, the money in it. They heard bar. And that, and, that, and that was sad for me because it probably held me back. Mm -hmm. I probably should have left a lot um, quicker. I was at VCU for 14 years, various jobs. I mean, I tried to quit a lot. And I didn't because I kept hearing that, when you're going to quit to do what? You know, when you're going to leave this to go do that. And I got criticized when I left VCU to go work for Mama J's full time. Um, but I just. What was the criticism? You're going to work for a restaurant. I mean, it, I mean the, the, the way that people's faces, you know, and then when they saw me at Mama J's because I was on the radio, what you doing here? Are you a bartender? Aren't you? But you're on the radio. <laughs> like, in people's minds, radio, you make millions. Come on, y'all. Like, unless you're on Hot 97 on the Breakfast Club. Like, you're not, I mean, again, we are out here living humble lives, you know? And so I think that, again, those kind of comments are like, well, sh should I be, you know, like, did my degrees make me have to be in, you know, corporate America? You know, like, I, I did get kind of confused on whether or not I was letting somebody down. Did the students Ooh. need me? You know, like, I have provided these traditions and this fun experience for 14 years. Did, did the students need me? And so, again, it was just... You know, a matter of me saying, no, this is what I want to do. And there's a bigger calling in all of this. And that's what I felt. Everything has been organic. Every time it has been time for me to make a new move, it's probably because I asked the Lord to like walk me in another direction when that time was, when you were, when he was ready for me to do that. And um, I don't have any regrets on how or when I left anything. <laughs> so... Let's dive into that a little bit because the pressures of society and family, that's real. Yeah. And I know it to be real as an African-American. Mm -hmm. And then as a woman, how have you, I saw pictures throughout the construction of Urban Haines Suite, your coffee shop, mm -hmm. your, you know, your parents were there, your mom works there. What has been that journey of knowing that they were not supportive in the mm -hmm. beginning and it's taken them, you said, 15 years. What was that for you where not that they're only involved, but that you have welcomed them into your space? Um, it, it, I think it's like this weird full circle of, you know, you watch your grandmother if, if you have the opportunity to have 
them in your life. You kind of watch them work with their hands, you mm -hmm. know, and then you watch your parents, you know, kind of use their mind a little bit more, you know, but they're still working with their hands. And then they give you every opportunity available to kind of, you know, blossom and, and do what you want to do. But they're a part of it. And I think that that's what makes the hang suite so special for me is that me and my daddy built that with our hands, you know. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I wouldn't have been able to do it without him and that my mom gets excited when she comes in there <laughs> and tells people, I mean, Chelsea, you probably, probably you, hi, I'm Kelly's mom. And like, you know, so if this out of town guest is staying at the Marriott and was like, I'm just looking for this nice little coffee shop. And my mom is like, She's like, who's Kelly? You know, so, but she, but I I've gotten closer with her because she is there, and I just see her get all tickled about it's something that inherently Grandma passed down to her, and she's passed down that to me. You know, and we have this generation generation of of you know these these secrets and these these um these thoughts and these stories and yeah. all these things that are are letting me know that it is okay for me to step out on my own and do what I want to do because they got my back. Even down to the Urban Hang Suite building and the ancestors that were in there. So, you know, I think that it all kind of trickles down and has this kind of um, all the way around um, effect because if you know anything about Jackson Ward, Harlem of the South, some of the richest, most affluent black families and yeah. culture and heritage is right there. And then for me, you know, to be able to open up a coffee shop in that area that my family is involved with, you know, it just, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, girl, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, <laughs> you know, and, and how it all comes full circle. What's well, amazing? Yeah. It's amazing. So, Urban Hang Suite. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about what Kelly Limit. The you because well before we go there, Kelly yeah. Limit. You are a brand. Yes, that was hard for me to to do that to make myself a brand. Was it intentional? No, my name. I had to say my name so much that people started to say, "Well, what is it? It's Kelly with an I." lemon like the fruit I mean I said it so much and um then I was just like you know what like the fruit and so like the fruit became you know my social media handle and then people started calling me that and when I got on radio I was like I'm not going to be Kelly Lemon I need to protect Kelly Lemon you know that's my government <laughs> um, I'll be Kells and people had a hard time knowing that was me and Chelsea was like what do you mean like Kells Kelly too far off and they were like, yeah, I didn't know that was you. And my program director at the time was like, I told you, you should have went with Kelly Lemon. And so that would be one thing that I, you know, been mad at myself for not doing from the beginning. But I now am Kelly Lemon everything. You Google me, you know, mm -hmm. if you Google especially Kelly with an eye, lemon like the fruit, I'm all over the place with just that. And so I had to make sure that it was protected. So I bought everything on um, Kelly Lemon. I haven't trademarked it um, or anything like that because I don't think, I don't I don't know the law and whether or not you can probably tell me that <laughs> whether or not I can trademark my name name. Um, but but I use it a lot and, and people know that that's me. There is another Kelly Lemon in Richmond. With an I? With a Y. Oh. And she went to the same high school as I did. At least, was it the same time? Not at the same time. Okay. Much younger and then worked at VCU. It's a, it was a very interesting story. So, I mean, we've had this running joke of years where she just sends me my stuff. 
Really? <laughs> As if there's anything you need to keep, girl, go ahead and keep it. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and use that. Yeah, go ahead and use that. Oh, so yeah, so yes, my name is my brand and I do I do protect it. Um, very much so, especially when people want to use me to promote something for them or want me to endorse something for them. There's a price to that because I protect it. So when Kelly Lemon the brand was starting, yeah. did you charge folks? No. No. Lots of free. Burnout free. Like again, was it, was it, do you, was that paying your dues? Uh -huh. Do you believe that's worth it in the beginning? That that's necessary in the beginning? I, I was paying my dues for too long. Okay. Um, again, um, I was humbled at these opportunities and if it took me a minute to realize that this was the path that God was setting in front of yeah, me. Yeah. I was like, that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. So if I got that opportunity, I was just humbled by it. But there was somebody else that was more qualified to do that than me. And I think I was, again, I was in my own way. And so because I was in my own way, as I'm talking to the mentors in these fields, and they're like, no, Kelly, you're good at this. You know, how much are you charging? And I started to rattle off these prices that were... Just un, I mean, that, I mean, people were laughing at them, and so they were getting me for for cheap, and I was saying yes to everything, in a way because I did want to build my brand, so I wanted to be known as on time, doing what I was supposed to be doing, give, d delivering a good product. I'm this voice is a product, so you know I, I wanted to make sure that I was doing that, and um, as it started to snowball, and I was getting more and more, I never stopped and said, okay, wait a minute. Kelly, you got to raise your prices because mm. this is a it's a demand at this point. Mm. Um, and I'm blessed to still be able to, I'm still raising my prices. Um, yeah, and and people are still paying for it. In my mind, I was like, oh, let me throw this number out there. They ain't going to get that one. And they're like, oh, yeah, we want that. Yeah, yeah. Deposit made. Like, ah. but, it's, but it's, you know, it, it, it's good. I don't take anything I don't believe in. Or I just don't do things for mm -hmm. money. That's good. So if there is an event that may have some controversy to it, um, or I don't believe in the organization, I, I'm not going to take the event just to take it. So how do you handle those no's? Because that's still how you handle a no is still a part of your brain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not available that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's a, Yeah. And, and unless, and, and I don't even know, there, there, there would be nothing to move me to move anything else. So no one has, has said to me, oh, if you have another event, can we pay you to, you know, cancel that event? Mm -mm. Nothing, nothing has happened like that. But nothing would ever move me if I don't believe in it to, to just take the money. So you built a brand. You started off by paying your dues, as some folks would say. Um, and you built a reputation which I think is so key, especially for young entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs, um, people who are building their brand to know that there are some key things and that there's a journey attached to it yeah. and that you're going to become Kelly Lemon overnight. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> I have to laugh at you because you're, <laughs> you're, you, that long pause is like, girl, like I want a, a bunch of snaps right now. Yes. And, and, and again, the, the humble part of it is, that a lot of people don't understand that. And they they do believe that you are supposed to 
give them everything mm -hmm. that you worked to get. There are some other people out there that do not believe I should get paid for what I do. The fact that I get paid to post on my social media, what? Just go just throw that up there for me. No, I have close to 16,000 followers on Instagram because yeah. I built a brand and I can be compensated for that. And I'm sorry that, you know, and, and I get every nonprofit, every walk, every charity fundraiser, you know, some I will put up there because I, again, I believe in, in, in what they're doing and, or I have a connection yeah. to what they're doing. But most of the time, you know, I, I, I've gotten to the point now where it's a very simple, shoot me an email and here's a form that I'm sending back to you. So you can answer these questions and you'll know up front, here's my rates, here's my minimums, my travel, you know, all of that stuff. Um, if I can get my hair and nails done in there too, then I'll get that because people don't realize that I get photographed. Right. This video, you know, alone, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm casual today just because I'm, I'm going to dinner a little bit later. But, you know, when I'm taking coffee with strangers in or something where I am doing TV commercial work and yeah. hair and nails and all that stuff has to be done. Yeah, that that costs because normally I might not get it done. I might wait a couple of weeks, you know, but when it's taping season, it's, <laughs> you pay it for all of it. One of the things I remember in an earlier conversation, um, I won't laugh at myself that we had, though, it, is that you shared that when you were at VCU, mm -hmm. you're going to VCU from nine to five. Yeah. And you were working on, you may not have known it at that time, but you were working on Kelly Lemon. You yeah. said from five to sometimes two o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a whole nother job at night to get in all that, those other things, because the expectation during your nine to five is that you're only, you know, right. focused on those things. Although what I did for VCU and the, the people that I were talking to, again, not knowing, I'm make, I'm, I'm working for <laughs> Kelly Lemon during the day too, because I'm calling the restaurants, I'm calling the bands, I'm calling the DJs, I'm calling the facilities, the rentals, all of those things that eventually I am still using now. In, in in my event planning kind of part of what I do. Yeah. You've built a brand. You've paid your dues. I mean, you put in work that most people may never understand. What is your advice to someone who is, say they're 30, mm -hmm. and they want to be Kelly Lemon mm -hmm. tomorrow? You know, um, Ten years ago, we would not, I would not have been able to say this same thing, that they, that they could be that right now. But you can with technology, you know, like your phone, <laughs> you can tape anything, you know, you can have a podcast, you can have a web series, you could, you know, just be this this person that's a social influencer, which is which is another word that is really creeping in and being big right now is that. There are people that there's social influencers out there that are making it a career. I like a blue dress and pearls. And so <laughs> they're tagging where they got the pearls, where they got the dress, where they got the shoes. And you best believe you're getting a kickback from every single one of those things. And again, those it's the influence that you are you're kind of having over the decisions that people are making. And Ooh. it's weird. It, 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 it really is. And, you know, people will say to me, well, well Kelly ain't said she was going to that. Kelly Kelly didn't post about that one. You know, I don't know if we're going to that festival. Kelly, Kelly ain't talking about that restaurant. <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, okay, 
Thank you. I'm flattered. But go, go check it out. Go experience <laughs> it for yourself. Please do not make me the spokesperson for all, you know, things to do in this city because there's some things that I'm missing as well. Um, but in terms of, of, you know, like building your brand and making sure that, that things are out there, I think that social influencers are ways to do that. Um, they are capturing audiences in a different way. So if somebody wanted to be Kelly Lemon now, it's easy to build a following based off of hashtags, based off of great pictures, based off of creative videos. There are ways you can get your voice out there that reaches thousands, even millions, by just a simple press record and hit send. Kelly, this is probably going to be the hardest question I've ever asked anyone. Oh, wow. Are you on the edge of your seats? Are you wondering what's the hardest question I've ever asked on Chats with Chelsea? Well, I hope you are. I hope you've enjoyed part one of my chat with Kelly. She will be back next Sunday at 4 p.m. for part two, and she'll answer the question, tell us how she stays motivated, what's in her future, and so much more. So be sure you're tuned in and you're subscribed to my YouTube channel so that you get those alerts right when the episode drops at 4 p.m. every Sunday. I hope you have a great week.